What's up, y'all? It's Chanel, and we are hitting the books in this episode of Daughter's Diary. Like I said, or maybe even more time, depending on which one you're listening to. Let's get into it. Hey, 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 we're hitting the books in this episode. All right, so my recent read was Before You Vote by David Platt. And so um, it actually in the subtitle is seven questions every Christian should ask. And it's obviously referring to voting in general, like voting in a general election, voting in local elections, so forth and so on. And really the importance of believers um, being aware of, of what's really important and asking themselves questions about really the belief system that we've grown comfortable with. So I apologize, you'll probably hear my pages turning in the background, but that's just me looking up the notes and um, highlights that I have. So um, if you've ever read a David Platt book, uh, just be ready to cry because he he just does such a, a great job. He's a pastor, actually. He does a great job of just kind of making you think about the comforts that you have, not to make you feel bad but to make you aware that that you probably live and lead a much more comfortable life than you realize. And so this was actually one book I read by him that did not make me cry, um, but of course was challenging uh, for me when it comes to voting. I, you know, I don't claim to be a Republican. I don't claim to be a Democrat. To be honest, I've taken a political ideology test. I am right down the middle. I think um, the test that I took you could make like a, what was it? It was like 45 or something um, total. And I was 22 and 23. Like I'm almost as down the middle as you can come, or I am as down the middle as you can come when it comes um, to politics. So I say all that to say that a lot of this book obviously spoke to me as a voter, but just, um, continue to remind me of how important it is to stay aware of why I vote the way that I vote or maybe feel the way that I feel about certain things. And so um, essentially the questions were, does God call me to vote? Who has my heart? What does my neighbor need? Uh, What is a Christian position? How do I weigh the issues? Am I eager to maintain unity in the church? So how do I vote? And so what was good about it is that he pretty much said, I'm not going to tell you to vote Republican or Democrat. I'm not going to tell you not to vote for those things. And I and I love that he said in it, Christians have to be careful in saying this is the Christian position on this. And we do, because there are a lot of things that Christians tie themselves to when it comes to politics that we can't really say that is a biblical standpoint on that. I know I, I might lose listeners for this and or whatever, but abortion, like as a Christian, you know, the, the belief is that life happens at conception, you know, that God fashioned us in our mother's wombs. So to say that abortion is okay as a Christian I know that people have reasonings behind it, but if if that's the concept or the truth that we believe that life starts in the womb based on God's word, 
then the standpoint from a Christian would really be that abortion is not a good thing. So honestly, that was one thing that he referred to a good bit. Um, And like I said, um, my standpoint is that it is not a good thing because if we're saying God fashioned us in our wombs, then we have to believe that life is happening in the womb. So therefore to end life while in the womb goes against what that verse says. Um, But a lot of things that are hot topics in politics today, uh, he pretty much said, you know, Christians are saying the Christian point of view is this, but is it really? And um, I, I liked the challenge to it. You know, he's saying also a lot of times people kind of say, hey, like this is God's candidate. You know, like God has chosen this this person. And um, honestly, one of one of my favorite lines from this book was um, in in which chapter was this? It was in a chapter in specific, I think, when he was saying, you know, what is the Christian position? And he said, let's be careful before saying that a candidate or a person is God's person. After all, Pharaoh was God's person in the sense that God raised him up to show his power. Still, God most certainly didn't endorse him or his policies. And if you've read your Bible, if you know anything about the Exodus, um, Pharaoh is over Egypt and God pretty much says, I'm going to use him as an example to show my power. And Pharaoh's heart is hardened and God continues to to do miracles through or by using Pharaoh's heart heart. And so in essence, he's saying, you know, when you're saying a political candidate is God's person. Yeah, let's hope so. But at the same time, you know, God will use anyone and anything for his purpose. Sometimes what people are doing is wrong and God uses that to bring glory and honor to his name. So just be careful. And so um, in particular, some things he said, the Christian position on health care or on gun control or immigration or foreign policy. Um, I could go on and on, but I trust you get the point. Like he's pretty much saying like, yes, those are things that, you know, like if you look in the Bible, it doesn't say how to necessarily handle this. So what we really need to do as Christians is really say, okay, like how are we loving our neighbor by how we view these policies or what we believe is best for the country? You know, like, how do we as Christians do that? And um, a, a big point that he pointed out um, in this book was, you know, we, we get so much thrown at us from political messages. And it's always about our rights and our opportunities and all the privileges that we are entitled to possess and the comforts that we deserve to enjoy. And so he says, but do we ever stop to wonder if these election messages are actually dangerous for our souls? After all, where in the Bible does Jesus beckon us with all the privileges we are entitled to possess and all the comforts we deserve to enjoy? Where does Jesus woo us with promises of everything we want in this world? When does Jesus ever encourage us to promote our nation as superior or prioritize our preferences as superior? Before we vote, we should pause and ask questions like, Whose good should I promote with my vote? What goal should I prioritize in my vote? And we need to decide if our answers to these questions are driven by Jesus in his word or by politicians in the world. And in essence, I really think that that sums up the book and the questions that we might have. 
Um, it's only 121 pages, which is actually pretty short for his his books usually. But, you know, it, it was those seven questions for for you to wrestle with as a Christian voter. You know, like. Is why why do you lean this way or or you know, is this really a Christian perspective of how to view this situation or is this just what you've been comfortable with? Is this just what you've been raised to believe? You know, why, why? And um, at the beginning, he, he pretty much talks about this situation where he was having service and a president showed up and they pretty much said like, hey, do you mind if we bring the president on the stage for you to pray for him? At the time, it was President Trump. Um, he had not planned this or anything like this. But of course, he wanted he, he prayed for him and he said, really, the decision was. Or if you're ever in that situation is. Whether to publicly pray for the president or to just decide, OK, like he's here and we will pray for him, but maybe we won't bring him on the stage to pray for him. Um, and he pretty much said either decision is going to be, quote unquote, seen as divisive, depending on the political standpoint of whoever is there. But most certainly you should be praying for the president, like regardless. And so he talks about the backlash that he got for having President Trump on stage and praying for him um, and not even necessarily saying I'm endorsing him or anything like that. He literally was just praying for him. And um, I think it's it's enlightening and sad because as Christians, regardless of where you fall on the political side, like there should always be a willingness to pray for people. Like we should always be willing to pray for our leaders. They need it the most. They make decisions that affect all of us. And so we always really need to do a, a heart check to see where we stand on things. If if there was a disdain in your thought just now or in your emotions in your heart, when I said he brought President Trump on stage to pray for him, then then we we need to assess. You know, if it had been President Obama and you were like, like, why is he praying for him? Like you need to uh, assess that because that's an issue. And as a Christian, we have to be willing to pray for whoever needs prayer, which is all of us. And so it, it was a quick read. Um, again, those seven questions for you to ask yourself as a Christian voter. And like I said, um, it, it was just good. It, it was very even keel and very well rounded. And I could tell he w he was not trying to start a political debate or argument. He was literally just approaching this topic as a pastor, as a Christian. And as someone who says, like, if, if the goal is to win souls for Jesus, how can we do that? How can we make sure we don't let politics get in the way of doing that? You know, and how can we how can we be sure that we're really voting um, based on what God wants us to do and convicts us to vote for. And how can we do that without saying God said do this when we, when, when we can't point to his word and him saying that in specific. Um, so really good, really good. Um, one other thing he said about endorsing said candidates or parties is that, you know, e even if so, how how where's the line for saying I endorse this, but not this? You know, how do you clearly say um, I'm endorsing this part of the policy, but maybe not this part of the policy? Or do you feel like you have to endorse them as a whole? And those are questions that that I think people should ask themselves. And so thank you, David Platt. Um, you're always challenging me in what you write 
Uh, like I said, thank you. This was the first time I didn't cry reading something that you wrote. Um, and I will be honest, check out Radical, which is by him, and check out Countercultural. Those books, if, if you really want to feel convicted, if you really want to think about the change that, that we need to see take place in this world and, and in our country, those books will possibly change your life. So uh, that is all for hitting the books before you vote. Go check it out. And, you know, elections are always coming up. So make sure you read it before you vote and ask yourself those questions. Till next time.